Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke's Wrestling Podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality in sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster, Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, for all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. We could not end 2021. Without having our favorite guest, our most frequent guest, the man who literally has the voice of an angel. He has sang the greatest song in the history of of audio. I'm telling you right now, like I said before, Drake, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, watch your back. Because this man right here with the official Duke song, I'm telling you, he's going places. That's the truth. So without further ado, welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, our man, Mr. Sean Reed. What's going on there, Reed? He's your Duke to me. That's it. That's it. I'm, I'm not going to give him any more. Don't give him any more. They, I'm you not going to give him any more. You're going to have to charge him, man. Don't give him any more. You know, I'm a blessed man. <laughs> We're all blessed in some ways. I like to say I'm blessed, blessed. Because a man with a voice... I got a raspy. People tell me I got a raspy, like Fred Sanford voice. I shouldn't be able to hit high notes like that. Yet I can. You knock it out of the park. Listen, now, were you part of uh, the Shy Lights or something like that, man? I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's going on here? I was not, but funny you should ask. That was uh, one of my father's, my deceased father's, one of his ambitions. You know how brothers now, they get a cypher and freestyle rhyme. Sure. Back in the day, Brothers would stand on the street corner and do like shy light, four tops, and temptation songs. So my father was one of those type of dudes. That's amazing. That's amazing, yep. man. You know, if, 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 if I'll tell you right now, man, you must have uh, adopted his voice because you got it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it for sure. <laughs> you, you know, I, I I wonder about something, Reed. Is this not has this not been the most bizarre year? for combat sports. I mean, it, for me, it's the most bizarre year I can remember. I, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen so much nonsense, so many upsets, so many matches that probably shouldn't have taken place in the first place, but they took place. And it's just like, what the heck was that? I mean, what, 
how would you sum up 2021 in terms of combat sports? Uh, I forget who said it, but to me, if I were to pick the fighter of the year in combat sports, it would be COVID-19, just to put it out there. I've one, one of my gifts and curses is my optimism, and COVID took that away. So many fights, you'd be like, oh, this guy's fighting that guy. And then the fight would be postponed or even canceled, you know, because one or the other participant contracted COVID-19. So it's uh, it's unfortunate, but it's the times that we live in. But to your point, upsets galore. Uh, there has been good fights, but they've been sprinkled. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, fighter of the year, COVID-19. That, that's where I'm at on, on the year that is, 20 and 21. Well, I'm not going to uh, debate that. I think you hit that right on the on the nose. You're absolutely right. COVID is undefeated <laughs> in 2021. Undefeated. And and I'll tell you, that that's not a good thing. It's In fact, as you see, things have rolled back. You know what I mean? Now they're telling you that even if you go into your mama's house, you better be wearing your mask. So that just lets you know folk just did not do the right thing. They, they didn't make sure that um, they were putting themselves in the best position possible. And unfortunately, the numbers continue to tick up. So let's hope that 2022 is a complete opposite. Let's hope we can we can really do away with this nonsense so we can get back to business, right? I mean, as we speak, Duke, there's uh, two football games, and it's Tuesday. Tuesday night football because of, of games that were canceled over the weekend. I'm sure we'll see the same in the NBA before long. I'm hoping the Christmas NBA schedule uh, can commence as planned, but you, you never know, man. We don't know at this point. We don't know. Yep, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So so let's start from the top here. I want to start at the most recent nonsense and kind of work our way back to, to things that have happened. Okay. I mean, the Paul Woodley fight, Paul Woodley part two. Come on, Reed. What was that, man? Is that a... I, you know, the first one I thought it was a dive. The first one I thought was some nonsense, but that looked like a real knockout disco around here. It was a real knockout. Here's where I'm at with Jake Paul, and now I classify what he does. I have a different bracket. I'm a boxing guy, as you know. I, I consider fights of that ilk, I call them clown fights. So it's a clown fight, but unlike many boxers or boxing fans I'm not mad at Jake Paul at all because here's the thing if elite level fighters gave boxing fans the fights that we want the fights we demand there would be no room for Jake Paul clown fights the machine <clears throat> the machine behind Jake Paul they ain't stupid dude they scan the big fight boxing calendar and then they pick dates where there's no major elite-level fighters offering competition for them. Recently, we had uh, Terrence Bud Crawford against Sean Porter. That pay-per-view didn't even do well. A week or so later, we had Tank Davis versus Isaac Cruz. That pay-per-view also didn't do well. But what we do know is Jake Paul was not about to interfere or compete with those fights because those were legitimate fights with elite world caliber world-class caliber fighters 
So back to my original statement. All the boxers who are mad at Jake Paul, it's your damn fault. If you fight the fights that fans want to see, there'd be no room for the clown fights. I'm talking about Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford. They've been flirting online for three to five years now, Duke. Two best welterweights in the world. Make it happen. I mentioned Tank Davis, uh, Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, Tiafimo Lopez. They're all in the same damn division. They've been Twitter beefing, Twitter beefing for years. Get in the damn ring and fight. If the elite fighters fight, that'll eat up the schedule. That'll eat up all the good dates, and there wouldn't be room for the Jake Paul clown fights. That That's where I'm at on it. You know, I can't, I can't sit here and tell you that you're wrong because you're absolutely right. And it makes me wonder, I mean, is what is it? Are, are people just afraid to lose? Why aren't the boxers giving us the fights that we want to see? Because at the end of the day, it, it feels like they're losing money by not doing it, right? Uh, yeah, they're, I hate to use the word afraid because very few men who fight for a living or women, for that matter, actually have fear in their heart. Now, there may be this these one or two fighters like you're like, oh hell no, I don't. No matter what, I don't want to fight that guy or that girl. But yes, and I hate to cast aspersions and blame, but Floyd Floyd Mayweather created this. Back in the day, if you had a loss or two or four, okay, whatever. Like Muhammad Ali had uh, five losses, if I'm not mistaken. You know, Floyd had that O, and it got to a point where he protected the O to where he started cherry-picking opponents. He was picking good-name opponents, but he would pick them when they showed vulnerability or when they had uh, lost a step or what have you. So, yes, this generation coming up under him, they want to uh, get max dollars for the lowest risk. Max dollars for the lowest risk. And that's created... Uh, the situation that we're in in boxing now, like Porter and uh, Porter and Crawford, Porter, Spence and Crawford. I'm trying to say, neither one of them are ten million dollar fighters, but they're both like wanting eight to ten million dollars to fight each other. <laughs> that's the problem, you know. That's the problem. If neither of you are a ten million dollar fighter, how could either? How could both of you get paid ten million dollars? That just that just doesn't make sense, you know. But, yeah, I, I blame Floyd. He kind of created the current climate. But here's the problem. These guys don't realize Floyd Mayweather, before he became the character that I can't stand, Money Bay, pretty boy Floyd Mayweather busted his ass for 10-plus years, Duke. He earned everything he got to get to the point where he, he could then become Money Mayweather. But, see, the young guys, they, they, they want to take the shortcut. They see Floyd now. They, they didn't see Floyd back then when he was fighting on undercards and on uh, in ballrooms and, and things of that sort. They just see the Floyd now with all the glitz and the glamour and the 17 cars and four mansions and all of that stuff. But yes, fighters are afraid to lose. They're not, they're not fearful people by nature, but yes, they're afraid of losing what they have and, and their status. And they're afraid, quite frankly, of becoming means. Like Tyron Woodley, he's the new Nate Robinson. You know what I'm saying? You're afraid of becoming a meme. 
getting your getting your backside kicked by a damn YouTuber. I mean, I, I'm just I'm completely flabbergasted. I understand that Woodley is not a boxer, but my goodness, brother, like that. that right, is just, you're you're yeah. you're a professional fighter. He isn't, and he just wiped his ass with you, basically. Like it was. I'm not mad. It was a good KO. I'm not mad at Jake Paul at all. Now, again, people only focus on the KO itself, but he was, Paul was struggling in this fight with Woodley just as he did the last fight with Woodley. But props to him. He got cut. He kind of panicked a little bit when he first got cut, but he overcame it, and he won by KO. But at some point, can you please box a boxer? Like, you fought a YouTuber. You fought a basketball player, and you fought two mixed martial artists who specialized in wrestling. At some point, can you please box a boxer? That's all I ask. Well, to, to borrow a phrase from the great philosopher Sean Reed, he knocked him smooth out. All right, isn't that what you say? <laughs> there? He, yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He did. He there, did. Was, there was no question that was uh, he was sleeping. I mean, just oh. It was Ooh. so bad. That's one of those. I bet even when Woodley saw the highlight of it, he was like, ooh. <laughs> it, was, it was that bad. Like, he had to even react to his own self getting knocked out. Ooh, God, I, I, I never want to see Woodley in, in, in a boxing match ever again. Ever I again. never want to see it again. Okay? That, that's again. the end of that. Yes. Now, let's stay with boxing for a second because I got to ask you, Reed. Tyson Fury. I mean, is he it? Is is he? Can we officially say that he is the number one guy now? There's nobody better. He is the cream of the crop right now. If we're talking heavyweights, absolutely. He is the best heavyweight in the world. There's no question. Now, uh, I don't know if you know, but Anthony Joshua lost to a uh, Ukrainian gentleman by the name of Oleksandr Usyk. <clears throat> But still, Usyk moved up from cruiserweight. He's like 6'3", 220-ish. And Fury's 6'9", you know, anywhere from 260 to 300 pounds. Yes, Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight on the planet, bar none. Bar none. I knew that after uh, the second fight with Wilder. I told you I thought Fury won the first fight. They called it a draw. Fury knocked him out the second time, and Wilder cited 137 different excuses. But I, I remember, I was like, I saw what I saw. You can't beat this guy. And then, of course, Fury knocks him out again in the third fight. Yes, Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight on the planet. Bar none. Bar none. Talk to me about that last fight that he had with Wilder because let me tell you something. For my money, pound for pound, that was one of the best displays of of grit, of toughness. It was a boxing clinic on one hand, and it was just a man refusing to quit, even though he was getting beat every which way on the other hand. I mean, what's your analysis on that? Because I know a lot of, even, even the judges felt that that match was closer than I thought it was. I thought Fury, for the most part, just dominated Wilder um, with very few exceptions. Very few rounds went the other way, in my opinion. But what's your take overall on that match in particular? To me, uh, it's going to be hard to supplant that fight for 2021 
fight of the year. And the thing about it is, here's the thing with combat sports. You lose something if you watch it after the fact or if, if if you watch it knowing the result, you lose something. But in the moment, what made that fight exciting was the fact, yeah, Fury dominated for the most part, but Wilder dropped him twice in the same round, if I'm not mistaken. So you always knew there was the threat of Wilder in that right hand. So that kept everyone watching in in real time. That kept everyone on the edge of their seats. There's nothing, I think it's Max Kellerman, he said, there's nothing, when boxing gets it right, no other sport compares. And on that night, boxing got it right. Not everybody in the sports world, not just boxing world, everyone in the sports world commented on that fight after the fight, after the fact. And it was a brilliant fight. And even with all the excuses that uh, Wilder made, which turned off quite a few people, like you said, the heart bravery he displayed, even in losing, he won back the fans he had lost. Just, just by virtue of the way he fought, even in losing. He, he really did. He went out. He wanted to go out on the shield. Uh, <laughs> Tyson Fury knocked him on his shield, and that's how he went out. But, yeah, points for bravery. Uh, I didn't like how he didn't want to shake Fury's hand. I, I'm kind of in the middle of that because I'm not a good loser either. You show me a good loser, I'll show you a loser. So losing is supposed to hurt. But based on the excuses he made for the second, the loss in the second fight, I felt even, if, you know, just acknowledge him, give him, give him a head nod. You ain't got to hug him and go kiss him and all this shit. But he should have acknowledged Fury in some way, which he did a couple of days later. But I'm saying in the ring, man to man, he should have acknowledged him. That, that's my only gripe. But beyond that, fantastic fight. And in my opinion, 2021's fight of the year. With no with no competition. Let me ask you a personal question, Reed, because we know that the the tower was thrown in the first the uh, second fight, right? Wasn't that the fight where the tower Correct. was thrown? It was in? the second fight. Yes, it was the second fight, fight that the tower was thrown in. Yes, and we know that that Wilder put the fear of God in his new team about that. Don't you throw no towel in? You let me die on my shield. I mean, clearly that was the mandate. Right. Do you feel? that it was warranted in this fight for the towel to be thrown in as well? Yeah. I mean, watching the fight, I knew, I think he might have got stopped in the eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth, I don't quite remember, but I knew a couple rounds before he got stopped, like, okay, he can't, he can't beat this guy. His legs look bad again. He's on the verge of getting stopped. But again, man, the way he bitched and moaned, you know, hey, he's an adult. Now, I don't I don't want to see a death in the ring because literally I've been at a live boxing match where a gentleman eventually died. That shit ain't cute. It ain't funny. It ain't pretty. There's nothing I ever... In fact, my wife would not attend boxing matches with me anymore because she was with me that night. But I digress. Uh, in Wilder's case, with the stink that he made about the second fight, and you fired your trainer who was looking out for you. Uh, you know, I think that's the way it had to be. Dude. I, and I'm and I'm glad he saved me. He still uh, got his wits about him. You know, he still sounds and talks the same. So I'm glad that he went out that way and he's recovered. So 
Yeah, it, it probably could have been stopped, but then he just would have bitched again. You know what I'm saying? So, for the in the for the sake of closure, I'm glad it ended that way. Let's switch speeds here and talk about MMA because I saw what was the most disturbing, the most heartbreaking thing I've ever seen. I was so crushed by this. I have to be honest with you, Reed. I, I was I was just completely destroyed by this. Amanda Nunes, not only did she did she lose to Juliana Juliana Pena, she got knocked out. And well, wait a second. Was that was that it? She tapped out. She, she tapped, tapped out. out. Excuse me. Yeah, she she, tapped. she got tapped yeah. out. Yeah. I gotta tell you, Reed, I'm not over this. I, I'm still very hurt. It's it's tender. You, you, you know what I mean? If you if you try to touch it, I <laughs> might go, sens- Ooh. It's a sensitive subject. It's a very sensitive <laughs> subject for me because I and, and look, look, maybe this is me being a sore loser. Okay. Let me let me just let me just fess up to everybody out there. Maybe this is me being a sore loser. I don't subscribe to the theory that world class greats who are really at the peak of their career and who are just so dominant can lose like that to somebody who's nowhere near their level. I have the suspicion, Reed, that because Dana White has done such a piss poor job of booking competition for Amanda Nunes. I mean, he literally said, there's no one, there's no one. We don't have anyone to fight her. Like we don't know what to do for years now. It's been years that he's been saying this. He literally cannot find proper competition. He cannot book fights that generate enough interest where people are going to spend the money because she should be in the main event. I mean, she's legitimately the greatest women's fighter in MMA of all time. There's no question about it. So for her to lose that way, I I just I feel like Nunez went into business for herself to a certain degree and put herself in that position to lose because she wanted to create a rivalry. She wanted to create some kind of interest. So the next fight is probably going to be a main event because it's like, wait a second. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, you, you, you she took your best shot and Pena and Pena still beat you now. So we need to see what will happen again. Am I, am I on the right track here, Reed, or am I just being a sore loser? You know, I love you, bro, but uh, I think you're being a sore loser. Here's the thing. Do you remember how Pena's face looked at the end of the fight? She got her ass kicked. I mean, I mean, you guys beat right. the hell out no, of her. She got her ass whooped. <laughs> Amanda put, put hands on her. So what I'm saying is, and, and the other fact, the other facet, I texted you when we, you know, when we first discussed this. Uh, Pena was the one chick for years, always talked confidently. And, you know, you can say words or words or whatever, but she always talks confidently. Hey, you put me in the cage with Amanda Nunez. Oh, y'all say she's big and bad. Put me in the cage with her. I'll show you what it is. And she was never disrespectful to Amanda, but she just exuded confidence. And I really, really hate to bring up bring up this analogy, but it reminded me of Roy Jones and Antonio Tarver. Like, when people told Tarver he was crazy and delusional, he was saying, you put me in the ring with Roy Jones, I promise you I'll knock him out. When no one believed him, 
And yeah, they fought the first time. Roy beat him. Close fight. So Roy, being arrogant, he gave Tarver a rematch. And in the rematch, Tarver knocked him out. And then Tarver proved his point. I think the similarity to me is the fact Pena had unwaverable confidence, unwavering confidence the entire time to the point where even when Amanda was putting them hands on her and was fucking her face up, Pena still refused to wilt. And I think that is what broke Nunez. She, when she hit this woman with her best shots, when, when Amanda Nunez hits you with her best shots, you go down and you stay down. Well, uh, Juliana Pena didn't do that. I think that may have kind of played, you know, some of mine playing tricks on me. I think that uh, that fact played tricks on Amanda Nunez's mind. And I hate to say it, but it may have spooked her a little bit. People say she quit, oh, this or that. Perhaps. But I know that it was it was it was still Pena that made her do that. It wasn't oh let's revisit this and I'll come back. And I'm not saying Nunez can't uh, reverse ship and beat her in a rematch. But I think in the moment she's like oh yeah this chick talking all this mess okay we'll come out sure what's up. Well she came out tried to show her what's up and she was still standing there looking at her and fighting back and punching back. I think that. Nunez isn't a bully, but when you are when you're used to just running through everyone, you kind of get somewhat of a bully mindset. You know, she can't beat me. I'm Amanda Nunez. How dare you? So then when Amanda does her Amanda thing and the Amanda thing isn't working, it's, whoa, 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 wait. Hey, I'm Amanda. She's supposed to be down right now. And she wasn't. I think that played a part in uh you know, I've seen uh, I've seen people endure more before tapping. Thank you for sending me a copy of the fight. I've seen people hold out a little longer before tapping out, giving up their title. Like I, I agree with you there, but I I'm not prepared to say this was strictly to set up a uh, a rematch. Anyway, the rematch is going to happen, but I don't think she tapped out knowing, hey, yeah. I could really win this fight right now if I wanted to, but let me go ahead and tap out so I can then be a main event for bigger money in a rematch. I, I don't believe that. Well, I disagree, Reed. And I, I'm frankly, I'm very disappointed and, and offended that you would even. <laughs> <laughs> I, let me let me get 2021 on you. I'm, I'm very uh, offended by this, Reed. And I don't know if we can continue to be friends because you disagree with me. I mean, I, you know, that's. That that seems to be the trend in 2021 with everybody. Sir, right? I, ser I serenaded your ass on your birthday. <laughs> I should carry me. I should get five years of friendship out of that. You know what I'm on. saying? You you on the members only list after that. Come on, right? Now. Right. <laughs> if I'm in Boston, I should be able to stay at your house rent free, like all that. Right. Listen. Like, yeah. Walk into the fridge, you, you should be able to right. get the last drop of the, of the orange right. juice the whole nine yards, man. You got yeah, digging out the carton. <laughs> Don't import it in the glass. <laughs> right. Right. Come on, dude. I Speaking keep that in which, in which uh, so Roy Jones Jr., among others, he will be inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame in June of 2022. The, uh, the International Boxing Hall of Fame is based in Canastota, 
New York. It will be an honor and a pleasure to meet you there, brother. If you can't make it cool, I'm uh, trying to round up some of my internet homies, Roy Jones fans. I've been planning this for 20 years. Like, hey, whatever Roy Jones retires, I got to be there, man. But just just putting a bug in your ear. You know <laughs> something? For, for, for you, my brother Sean Reed, I will absolutely be there, brother. Without a doubt, I will be there. Absolutely, I, that that will be a, a good time, man. To 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 share that with you, of course. You have my word on that. Now, what sucks is I I mapped it out. I'm thinking, hey, Canastota, you know, I've never been to New York City either. So hey, I'll you know go to New York City, and it's like four hours from New York City, bro. I was about to say that it ain't nowhere near New York City, right. man. I don't I'm know like, what you. What? <laughs> God, I'd have to fly, fly from New York to Canastota or something like that. Pretty much. That was kind of disappointing, but it's it's Roy Jones. I still got to be there regardless. It's Roy Jones, so I got to be there. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. That'll be a good time, man. That'll be a good time. You know, I I wonder too, Reed. Looking looking forward to to twenty uh, twenty two. Because I've seen some interesting things. I've seen folks like um, Paige Von Sant. You know, you know she yes. she tried to do the, the the bare knuckle stuff. I don't know. I guess that ain't working out too well for her. Um, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Orlovsky. You know, these folks are dipping their toe in the pro wrestling game, and it's interesting to me because when done right. You know, there's a lot of money to be made in pro wrestling, especially around the world. You know, you go to Saudi Arabia, what have you, with the major promotion, and, and you know, you can make a million dollars off of one match, which sure beats getting punched in the face for real. Um, Absolutely. What do you think? Do you think that's that's a natural progression that more of these MMA veterans should should look into? Should they be going more to the pro wrestling game and instead of trying to have? one more fight and, and one more chance out there because clearly the UFC is done with a lot of these these older folk right so you're saying Paige is also wrestling now well she's appeared in, in AEW um, at least okay. three times now so it's with, with you know the guy that that runs um, American Top Team he's the owner uh, Lambert he's yes, a big yes. wrestling fan he's kind of a, a, a strange guy but you know it's all kayfabe and I guess so he's brought out some of his his favorite uh, fighters that have been part of ATT to be in wrestling with him as like part of a little stable. So they've been showing up, talking trash, um, you know, doing moves here and there on people, but but no real major fight yet. But I think that's the point. I think they're building up to that point. So do, do you think this is something that more of the MMA fighters who have name recognition, I'm not talking... <clears throat> You know, chilly willy MMA fighter who nobody gives a damn about, but the folks with a name. Do, do you think that is what they should be going toward? Maybe stop trying to get one more fight. Before I answer that, let me first state for the record, I am a. I'm not only. I'm not only a married man. I'm a happily married man. There's a difference. But with that said, good God, Paige Van Zandt, woo Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Yeah, she's so, the truth. Uh, she's the truth. Yes, yeah. yes, and she was a horrible. She was a horrible mixed martial artist, and it's like, baby, sit your pretty ass down. You you don't belong in here. Get your, <laughs> don't do something. So that was my whole point with her, anyway. But wrestling, 
brother, let me know if she's wrestling. I'm all over that. But yes, name like Arlovsky, of course, Andre Arlovsky, there's a, yes, there's a future for him in wrestling. Hell, Daniel Cormier has made, your boy, DC, he's made no secret of his desire to want to be in WWE someday. He's never here. He's never, he was wearing w, uh, UFC belts, you know, mixed martial arts title belts around his waist and not running from the fact, yeah, when it's all said and done, man, I want to be in the WWE. So, to me, it adds, uh, I hate to use the word legitimacy, but, you know, with a scripted sport, yes, it adds it, it adds an in, in, in in, in aura of uh, legitimacy. Yes, if you know, just like Brock Lesnar went from wrestling to UFC, then back to wrestling, then back to UFC, that, that helps promote and perpetuate the sport. So... Now, CM Punk, he kind of <laughs> it didn't work so well for him because I'm convinced, and I ain't bragging on my uh, combat sports ability at all, but I'm pretty sure I could beat CM Punk in a real fight. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story, Reed, about that. Um, he's back in wrestling. He, he's with AEW, which is... He should be. Yes. They, they, they uh, build themselves as the alternative to WWE as a, a competitor. I don't know how they can be a competitor when they, they still haven't turned a profit, but that's another story. I mean, uh, you right, know, uh, right. Shad, Shad Khan and, and his son, Tony, his son, Tony's the president. Shad is the owner. They also the, uh, own the Jaguars. The owns the Jacksonville Jaguars? Exactly. So that, that lets you know. know. Okay. Okay. It, so so if you own the, the, the worst team in the NFL and your wrestling company is still in the red, I mean, we're talking dumping $100 million here and there into, like, just nonsense. You know what I mean? So this is what you get. But they brought in CM Punk and they brought in Daniel Bryan, you know, two, two megastars who made their names in the WWE. Right. And to date, it has not worked out. There was a big pop in the beginning, and then the numbers have, are actually slightly worse than they were previously. So, is actually, that the Cody Rhodes organization? Yes, the Cody Rhodes organization. Yes, okay, sir. Okay. okay. Cody is an executive vice president. He's basically the wrestling guy that tells Tony Khan what to do. Um, but it's it's a really interesting thing because I have a theory here that. Had Punk not done the the MMA thing, his value as a pro wrestler wouldn't have taken the hit that it's taken. I believe that because he's older, because he's not the same CM Punk from, you know, 10 years ago, and because people have seen him get his ass kicked in MMA, I think people are just not impressed with the guy anymore, you know? So he got the initial contract, which, hey, he was able to still flip it and make a couple bucks, but I think he's done. I don't think there's any more money in pro wrestling for him uh, whenever he has to re-up in another year, you know, two years, three years, or what have you. I think he's done. I think his his value is is completely shot at this point, and, and it's mainly because he lost in UFC. I can't disagree at all. I mean, let's just put it out there. The thing with pro wrestling, it's it's uh we know what it is. It's about the illusion that you're a badass. Okay, 
Well, Brock Lesnar made it more than an illusion. This motherfucker was the UFC heavyweight champion at one point. So he 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 enforced it. He re like, hey, I ain't just a wrestler. First of all, y'all know I was a national champion collegiate wrestler. Then I go to WWE. Then you see me, uh, I was on the practice squad for the Minnesota Vikings in football. So y'all know I'm an athlete. Oh, by the way, then I go to UFC and within like two or three fights, I'm the damn champ. And yeah, CM Punk, his foray with wrestling was the complete, with uh, UFC was the complete opposite, bro. His first fight, he didn't even land a punch. It was, that was like, it was like, this is set on UFC record. This man was hit. No one's ever been hit 18 times without landing a punch. Like, he got hit 18 times and stopped, dude. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. And here's the thing. I know I'm not good enough to be a professional fighter. And guess what? You're not going to see me in a boxing ring or octagon either. CM Punk, you know, desire and want to, that that's 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 a small bit of, of climbing your ass into that cage or that boxing ring, bro. You have to have the ability. And at some point, someone should have overlooked the fact that he's got this name and we can make this money off of him and say, bro, you don't have it. No offense, bro. You're a good dude. You can cut promos like hell, but you don't have it. So, yeah, I totally agree. And, and I'm not surprised that when he comes back to the wrestling, because now, oh, you're coming back. Yeah, because you're humble. You got your tail between your legs. And, and, and the illusion that you were a badass, that you try to preach in your promos, he cut great promos. He, he really did. But it's not believable anymore. It's not believable anymore. Like if Ric Flair got his ass kicked, in a real fight in front of uh, the, the world on a pay-per-view card early in his career, he would have never been Ric Flair. Like, that's just what that is. That's just what that is. So, yeah, I totally agree, brother. The fact he got beat up and beat down in the UFC and now you're coming back to wrestling for crumbs, like, yeah, that's we, – we see what you really are. You've been exposed. For, and I don't, I don't have no – no beef with CM Punk at all. I don't know the guy. You know, wish him well. But yeah, he's been exposed. One hundred percent exposed, and and it, it's just it goes to show you can't just walk off the street and think you're gonna you're gonna walk into a sport and be great. I mean, Brock Lesnar is a, is a totally different example because he was an actual athlete. One of the things that CM he was an Punk, athletic freak, right. exactly. He was an athletic freak, right. One of the things that Punk brags about is the fact that growing up, he was not an athlete. He did not play sports. So think about that for a second. This guy didn't but even play but sports. But yet, you're selling yourself as a badass? Yeah. Okay. Get the, you know, it's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. So so let me ask you this, Reed, before I let you go, man, because, I, you know, this is a big one here. We know that uh, we Christmas just passed, and, and, and we know we're a couple of days away from uh, New Year's, so – What's the story here? What's what's the what's the big move for 2022 for uh, Reed BBS? Uh, my big move. So I've been a uh, longtime member of a boxing message board called FightBeat.com, and I've been doing live streams 
of uh, fights as they happen. Now, the thing with live streams, for those who don't know, you can't show the fight. I've learned the hard way. You can't even have the volume too loud or YouTube will shut your shit down. But it's basically me doing commentary of real live fights as they major fights as they happen. You know, I've had as many as uh, about 5,000 people for one stream and 30, 45 people for others. It's really hit or miss, but uh, getting a man cave built. So my 23-year-old daughter moved out. She lives with her girlfriend now. And uh, I told her I'm going to give you a year. And April will be the one-year mark since she moved out. So then I'm going to convert her room into my man cave slash studio where I will do uh, future live streams. I'm just doing me, dude. Got me a new G. Uh, you know, podcasting. I'm going to talk about boxing and MMA anyway. That's why I post. It's not even about money for me. It's, I have these thoughts in my head. I need to release them so I can move on to other shit. And, I mean, why not post them? Since you have the thought, go ahead and post it. You know, if 50 or 50,000 people like what you said, hey, that's, that's even better. I love it. I love it 100%, man. And, and listen, Reed, you're, you're a guy that um, I can honestly say I go to you for, for combat sports stuff whether it be boxing, MMA, what have you, not only are you entertaining, which is, you know, without a doubt, but you're knowledgeable. You actually know what the hell you're talking about. So I get to learn something from... Say, uh, that, say that again, say that again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, not only are you entertaining, you're knowledgeable. You actually know okay. what the hell you're talking about. Okay. So I get to learn something every time, uh, you know, you, you do your thing, which at this point is, is really weekly. Uh, Cause there's always something on. So, right, right. you know, I, I, I look forward to, to what 2022 has to offer for the Reed BBS brand, because Sean Reed, you know, he, he can't miss, he can't miss 100%, man. He, he's just going to knock it out of the park. So I appreciate it, bro. Well, what's up for the Duke before we go? What's up for the Duke in 2022, man? Let me tell you something. I have, this show and a few other podcasts, you know, the Olympics. We'll see what happens with the Winter Olympics, by the way, because now I'm hearing that the, the NHL is not sending American players to the Olympics and, and the NBA might be pulling out. So I don't know how that's going to affect everything, but I, I've been asked. I, I'm, an, I'm an official um, media partner for USA Olympics, so I've been asked to cover the Olympics coming up again. Um, okay. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see where that goes, but just in general, man, this this Duke Loves Wrestling brand in particular has continued to grow, and, and I appreciate everybody who, who's contributed and all the folks who listen and what have you. There's some there's some major things in the cooker in terms of where we're going next, and, and I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but it doesn't happen without folk like yourself, Reed, who come on and share your expertise and, and really legitimize – me and what I do, you know, who am I? I'm just a guy with an opinion, but I got to reach out to the experts to get the real deal. You know what I'm saying? So as you continue to grow and do your thing, man, I appreciate you taking the time to help me do the same thing. It's all love. Oh, you know that, brother. That goes without saying. Right. That goes yes. without saying. 
So why don't you let them know, man? How can they continue to to watch you, especially now you're talking live stream? What's what's the best way they can keep up with Read BBS? First of all, go to the website, fightbeat.com, F-I-G-H-T, F-I-G-H-T, yeah, B-E-A-T.com. That's boxing message board. If you don't come with no nonsense, though, oh, Jake Paul's better than Ali, they're going to run you out. They ain't going to ban you. They're just going to run you out, beat you over the head with negative posts. Uh, I have my YouTube channels, uh, Read BBS Television. I have one with my mother you need to check out, Duke. Mama's Boy Sports Talk. Me and my mama talk sports. Uh, let's see. I occasionally mess with pugilismcompany.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I believe my address is sreed625. That's on Twitter. Yeah, hit me up, man. I'm anywhere. And, and really just Google the name Reed, R-E-E-D, and look hard enough or look up Sean Reed. You're going to find something with your boy attached to it. And you won't be disappointed. I guarantee it. You won't be disappointed. Now, what better Christmas gift than to have our man Sean Reed back on the show here? How awesome is that? Once again, thank you, Reed, my brother. Love you, man. Really, really good dude there. And welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. Merry Christmas and whatever else that you celebrate this time of year. I am so uh, excited here. You know, we had a little snow. We had a little snow out there here in sunny Boston, Massachusetts. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see that. Um, You know, as close to a white Christmas for this black man as we're going to see. That's right. That's right. Listen, you know. I started off with that combat sports conversation because we haven't had much of that over the past few months, so I kind of saved it all for one, and thank goodness, because that was awesome. And I'm going to share some gifts for the remainder of this show. I'm going to share some gifts, okay? The gift of the Duke giving you the latest news and my perspective on it, and I know for a fact that just like any gift... Some people, they appreciate everything that they get. Some people can't stand everything that they get. And then if you're like the most of us, you know, you, it, it comes and goes, you like this, but you don't like that. So it really depends, right? So if you're one of those people that just can't stand what you get because you're hard to please and that's just the way it is, I don't know. This might be a tough listen for you uh, for the remainder of the show because I am not going to play nice here i am going to give the people what they've earned okay and there are some lumps of coal in there but don't worry we can always turn all positive all negatives into a positive because with coal hopefully you can set that sucker on fire and you can make a barbecue so keep that in mind there but yeah i'm not gonna play games um there are some things on my mind that i really need to weigh in on and, and i cannot allow the year to end without commenting on some of these things. And let me just say next week, I have a great uh, pro wrestling journalist an actual journalist and an author who is going to give Lord of the Rings a run for their money with his new book. And we're going to go long form. So that'd be a great conversation for next week to end the year. Really, really solid conversation. But because of that, yeah, 
I'm going to weigh in. I'm going to share my thoughts on a few things here. And let me start with Nyla Rose, AEW superstar, former AEW world champion, fantastic person. Nyla Rose is um, a hot button topic, especially right now. And the main reason why is is some humanoid <laughs> was at the latest AEW event and holding up a sign that, you know, it was, it was pretty offensive. It, it, it attacked the fact that Nyla Rose is transgender. I think it said something along the lines of Nyla Rose is this guy's father. And, you know, Nyla Rose is a woman, but she's a transgendered woman. And to my knowledge, she doesn't have any kids yet, but she's nobody's father. <laughs> so the sign was a little crass and, and ridiculous. And a lot of folks have responded to it. But what's what's interesting is, is all the people who have an issue with the fact that this this transgendered woman is out here making a great living for herself. She's a TV star. She's someone who is beloved. You know, a lot of these folks come out of the woodwork and they just can't stand it. They, they, they really got a problem with seeing that level of success from this person. And it, it makes me wonder, OK, because there's different categories and there, there are people all have their, their different motivations for why they carry on the way that they do. But it makes me wonder. And I have a few theories here. So you have the group who just are anti LGBTQ plus or anti trans in particular. You have those folks. They try to hide behind religion. They try to hide behind, well, this is how it was raised and this is what I believe, whatever it is. At the end of the day, they just have their hangups. They hatred is part of them. And that's just what it is. Right. And let me tell you something. I want those people out in the open. I want to see them. I want to know that they exist. I don't want them pulling strings behind the scenes and making me feel like they're an ally. And then they behind the scenes, they're screwing me. I want to know. Right. So when I see something like this, these these anti people, I think it's great that they express themselves because it leaves no doubt who they are. Right. So you have them. Then you have those people who, you know, they express these these negativities, but it's because they secretly. Are attracted. And they're having some kind of conflict because they feel like maybe the people in their lives um you know, it would, would give them a hard time if they knew that they were attracted to Nyla Rose or to other transgender folks. And, and to them, I say this, and I, I have a question for you. And maybe you should ask yourself this question. You don't even have to answer it to me, but think about this. Do you have a thing where you, you know, you, you secretly have a crush on Nyla Rose? Is that what it is? Do you want Nyla Rose to be your iron chic and, you know, flip you over and put you in the camel clutch and make you humble? Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. I think you want Nyla Rose to be your iron sheik. There's some of you out there and, and the way that you express these 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 conflicts that you're having with with inside yourself is you just try to bury her. You know, there's, there's people, there's people out there who, you know, they have these kind of issues and, and the truth comes out eventually. It is what it is. Look, I have a lot of respect and appreciation for Nyla Rose. I think she's fantastic as a human being. I think that the wrestling character is interesting and I, I just would love to see that character be more dominant and 
actually be what they should be, which is like the, the most destructive force in all of wrestling. But I will say this. I don't like Nyla Rose when she's doing certain things like um, in the ring with Thunder Rosa and she choke slams her on top of her head, you know, or, 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 and, and causes a concussion, which it looks like that's what happened. Nyla Rose, I don't appreciate that. And if I ever saw you, I would not say anything about this to you because I you probably choke slam me too. So from the comfort of my podcast, where I can be the toughest guy in the room, uh, I'm going to say to the toughest woman not in the room, Nyla Rose, I don't appreciate the fact that you may have given Thunder Rose a concussion and you and I have beef over that. But if I ever see you, I'll never bring it up. And if you question me about it, I run. Okay. Now we got that out of the way. I'll just say, and, and you know, Nyla responded to some humanoid online. Um, she made a crass remark about somebody being in a wheelchair and it was crass. There's no two ways about it. I, I don't support um, any kind of making fun of people who are disabled. That, that is not acceptable. But I will say this, stop poking if you don't want to get bit. See, people people are interesting, and, 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 and I, I wonder about this. Because there's a whole bunch of people who want to jump all over Nyla Rose for whatever she said about this person in a wheelchair. And, and I, I, I wonder because MJF, who's also in AEW, he's a white guy. And I think because of that, he gets a tremendous pass. He gives kids the finger. He tells women they're flat, fat slobs. He tells guys that their mother should have swallowed him. He says all kinds of crazy things to people, but he's a white guy. So it's like, you know, that's the pass. He can get away with it. He can say whatever he wants, and especially within the, the wrestling community, it's like, oh, it's MJF. He's so great. No, 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 no. The character that he's playing is a jerk, and the pass that you give him makes you a jerk. If you're not extending that same pass to Nyla Rose when she lashes out in response to somebody talking nonsense to her, come on. You can't have it both ways. You can't sit here and trash Nyla while sitting here praising MJF. Aren't they both playing characters? Make up your mind. So, you know, my best to Nyla and in respect to her, and I'll just say this to Nyla and all wrestlers. You can't wrap yourself in the opinions of people who don't even like themselves half the time. See, that's why I don't care about your praise or your disdain. Everyone out there, I don't care who you are. You could be the sweetest person to me in the world, or you could be the most miserable bastard to me in the world. It really doesn't matter to me. And I'll tell you why. Many of you don't even like yourselves. So I can't trust your opinion of me. And I, and I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Again, I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you hate me. I don't care if you tweet that I'm the greatest man in the world or that I'm the worst guy in the world. It doesn't matter to me because I know you don't even like yourselves. And, and for these people piling on Nyla, go check their Twitter. Right? Go do it. Just do Nyla Rose's latest uh, results here and see the people who speak negatively of her. Check their Twitter. Do an advanced search and, and, and look up words like uh, depression. Look up words like uh, myself. Look up words like take uh, or phrases, take a break. See what they say about themselves. And then ask yourself, can I trust this person's opinion of anyone else when that's how they view themselves? 
And look, I know I just offended like more than half the room. And to all of you, I say good because that's how I feel. I don't trust people who don't even like themselves. There's nothing that you're saying to me that I'm going to hold dear or, or, or worry about. I just say, okay, you don't like me. Thank you for, for your participation. You love me. Thank you for your participation. But I can't, I can't allow your feelings of me or about me to dictate how I feel about anything. Because you cannot be dependent upon. You cannot be trusted. Because you don't even like yourself. How the hell do I expect you to like me? And if you don't even like yourself and you hate me, it's like, well, I, <laughs> what does that even mean? Okay, so you hate everybody. So it's just, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, but seriously, to all you wrestlers out there, it, it's time to consider the source. And I, I think we don't do enough of that. Why allow people who don't even like themselves to interfere with your own personal feelings about how your day should go, how your year should go, whatever. Just, okay. That's all they deserve from you. Okay. Some of these folks, you know, they, they, they take their social media down. You know, a lot of these wrestlers, especially this year, and in, in, in AEW in particular, I know all the different promotions that happens, but in AEW in particular, they take their Twitter down because fans are piling up on them saying ridiculous things, Right. There are a lot of quote unquote fans who say a lot of sexist and racist and homophobic and terrible, terrible, terrible things. Don't get me wrong here. It's best to mute those folks, report them and what have you, of course. But let me tell you something. Don't take your Twitter down. You're hustling backwards when you do that. Like it or not, Twitter is a marketing tool and it works. It's effective. Like it or not, it works and it's effective. When you take that down, you're hustling backwards. You're taking away what's legitimately free advertising for your brand. Why would you do that? Here's what you do. Future posts, right? Schedule post one or two original posts a day. You can load them up once a week and it just does that. You could take your comments down or just don't even look at the damn comments. Who cares? But just keep advertising your brand. I want to see new photos. I want to see your merch. I want to see, you know, that stuff. And I don't care if you never respond to another fan online. Who cares about these folks? Right? Your job is to entertain. That's it. So you do your best. And those who are going to be entertained are entertained. And those who aren't, aren't. And that's it. You don't need to have this personal interaction with people who don't even like themselves most of the time. Who cares about what they have to say about anything? I don't. I cannot trust somebody who doesn't even like themselves to have any kind of assessment of me that is supposed to matter so much that it affects the rest of my day, good or bad. Give me a break. It's like people who can't make decisions. If you can't make decisions, then I have no interest in, in hearing about your opinion on my decision making. It doesn't, like, why do I care what you think about my decision making? You can't even make a decision. You can't even trust your own ability to make a decision. You think I'm going to, I care if you trust mine? Give me a break. Come on. That's my Christmas gift to, to a lot of folks out there, right? Stop putting the power in the hands of people who don't even like themselves. What are we doing that for? <laughs>
It's a, it's, it's a fool's errand when you do that, right? Come on. Stop taking down your social media. Always hustle frontward, never backwards. Moving on. Shout out to everyone who were at the recent WWE tryouts. Pretty fantastic. I know the Renegade Twins were there. Awesome. Huh? There's one thing about the Duke I don't miss. When I tell you somebody is a star and that's somebody you should be keeping an eye on, trust me, they're a star and you should keep an eye on them. Okay? And if you look back through my archives and you look at some of the folks who've been on this show and then you look at where they've been since then, you'll start to see (laughs) something really interesting happening there. Right? I know a star when I see them. And the Renegade Twins are stars. And they were featured in AEW this week again, ironically. One of the matches, uh, uh, Brandy was taken on Robin. And Brandy took it upon herself to use the B word in a, in, a, in a tweet where she has a photo of her doing some kind of submission hold to Robin. Let me just say this. I don't care who you are. Don't use the B word in the same conversation as the Renegade Twins. Don't do that. I'll just say that. Don't do that. Brandy, and I understand some of you humanoids out there you think it's acceptable to call others and even yourself the b-word i'm not into that i think it's wrong i don't like it i think things can go far left very quickly um so it's just best to just not even go there that's my opinion i know some of you out there well i could say whatever i want i got the freedom of speech yeah and you also have the freedom to get your nose broken which you know the Renegade Twins, I'm pretty sure Robin could beat the hell out of Brandy Rose if she wanted to. So, you know, Brandy, I don't care. You know, you think you're a hot shot executive in AEW. That's good for you. Just be careful. Be, you know, using words like that. You can you can communicate the same sentiment without using that word um, as you're referring to anyone, especially the Renegade Twins who absolutely could destroy you at any point in time. That's right. That's right. Some 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 uh, humanoid was like, well, well, why are you following Brandy and, and, and saying things to her? Like, look, I don't follow Brandy Rose on Twitter. I don't. But I've I've read her old blog and, and I find her an interesting person. I think she's had an interesting life. I think that she'd be a great interview because of that. I think that there's a lot about Brandy Rhodes that's misunderstood and has never truly been discussed in a manner and explained in a manner that everyone could actually understand. And I think that's the biggest mistake that everyone's making here. It's like, Brandy, you need to sit down with somebody who actually knows what they're doing. This is my opinion. You don't need to do it. So let me let me omit that word. I take that back completely, and I apologize for saying need. You don't need to do anything. In my opinion, it would make sense if you did an interview with somebody who actually knows what they're doing. Like a Lillian Garcia. Lillian Garcia knows what she's doing, right? Obviously, I I believe I know what I'm doing. It would be nice for you to interview somebody who knows what they're doing and actually open up about why you are the way that you are and what are some of the, the big points of contention that you and the fan base have with each other, the misunderstandings of you that you have observed, and and how that has affected you. I think if people heard that. Without the BS, right? Without the outside BS, like the real Brandy having this conversation, I think that 
on the other side of that conversation, people would leave this woman alone um, and just focus more on the entertainment aspect of what she does and stop giving her a hard time on a personal level. That's my opinion. And I think that it can be achieved because here's what I know for a fact. I don't think there's anyone really out there or there's very few of them. They're, they're a very small percentage who want to think negatively or have a, a negative opinion of Brandy Rhodes. I think that people want to cheer for her as a human being. And then she goes out of her way to say something ridiculous as a human being, not even as a character, as a human being. And then people are like, man, look, I, I'm fed up with her. I'm done with her. She's like Kanye West, right? Brandy Rhodes is like Kanye West. The two of them will just say the most ridiculous thing and tell you that they're doing it out of character or do it at a time where they're talking about real life stuff. So it's you're left to, to believe it's out of character. And it's just like, man, I want to support you. I want to root for you. But then you had to go and say that. And, and I'm going to say it again. I don't believe that people want to root against Brandy Rhodes as a person. I think and I know and I've had a lot of conversations with people and this is how I feel personally as well. We really like Brandy. And, and that's like that's our sister. Brandy Rose is our sister. And 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 believe it or not, to a certain degree, we're very protective of our sister because there's a there's there's far more vigor and 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 negativity that could be thrown in her direction that people just don't do. And I'm not talking about the racist moron or the or the sexist moron or what have you. I'm talking about people that have legitimate concerns about some of the things that she said or the way that she's conducted herself. And it, it's legitimate conversation, legitimate points of contention that like could be unpacked. And you would say, listen, that's just who I am or that's just how I feel. But I understand why you would take it the way that you take it. You know, people don't want to go after Brandy. They, I, I, we like Brandy. That's our sister. You always have people in your family, just like Kanye, where it's just like, man, I, I don't even want to mess with you right now, but you still might my, my family. So, you know, it, it, when the world comes after you, I'm still going to find a way to have your back. But, man, you really piss me off sometimes. That's that's Brandy Rose. Brandy Rose and Kanye West are, are basically the same person as far as I'm concerned. So anyway, the person who was talking that nonsense to me, it, it's just like, man, if you only knew. Right. I respect that woman. I just don't like some of the nonsense that she does. Simple as that. You know, her husband, I could leave. I don't even take Cody Rose. I could leave Cody Rose. I, I I just, he ain't it for me. But Brandy Rose, that's our sister. And we're always going to appreciate our sister. Moving on. This Nielsen stuff. And, and you folks know that I've been on top of the Nielsen stuff for a while. I think in the wrestling space, I'm probably the number one voice in regard to calling out Nielsen and the absolute ridiculousness of all of these wrestling media quoting Nielsen ratings when we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're inaccurate, it's not true, there's a lot of data missing, the fact that they're, they've been undercounting people of color, especially black and brown households, by significant margins, over 20% each, right? Now we just find out that Nielsen, this this new measurement that they tried to implement, 
in which they want to measure people outside of their households and figure out who's watching what when they're not home. So like when they're at the airport or at the bar, somewhere else, it was, it's been completely wrong for over 16 months. Whatever they were doing, it's been inaccurate that entire time. And they're just now telling us about it, which is deceptive, by the way. And I know that somebody from Nielsen's listening. And let me tell you something. You can get litigious if you want. You can also kiss my hind parts if you want, because I'm going to tell you directly. I believe, in my opinion, based on the information you've released, this is what I deduce here. So listen closely. I think that you have been deceiving your customers, and I'm talking about the TV networks and the ad agencies and what have you. They're your customers. You've been deceiving them. You've been taking money from them, and you've been promising to deliver a product that's been a lemon. It's been defective. It's been broken. It has not worked for the duration of the time you've been taking money from these TV networks and these ad agencies. That's my opinion based solely on what you've released and based on the counter arguments, especially when they sued you, right? Especially when we went through the whole thing of you getting your accreditation suspended earlier, uh, a couple months back. I believe that you've been selling lemons, Nielsen, to your customers. And I hope and I pray and I look forward to when they sue the pants off you. This is a straight class action lawsuit. You're probably going to be out of business because of it, because you, you're, you've been selling lemons, in my opinion. OK, and if you want to get litigious about me expressing that opinion, that's OK. Just understand you can kiss my you know what, because I would love to be in a court of law and subpoena the records to clearly demonstrate how you've been selling lemons to your customers. So get litigious if you want. I'm ready for you, okay? Because this is ridiculous what, what Niels has been doing. But let me take it a step further here. Wrestling Inc., the number one wrestling news website in America, probably on the planet, I have endorsed them. I have called out the great things that they do. I've had people from Wrestling Inc., especially Raj Geary, who I, I respect and appreciate and, quite frankly, consider a friend. I don't think Raj considers me a friend anymore, but I still consider Raj a friend and I'll, I will continue to be a friend to Raj. So Raj Geary, you always have my respect and admiration as a friend and just know that I have your back regardless. Even when we're disagreeing on something, I always have your back. But, you know, Wrestling Inc. is hereby. I, I am I am suspending. I am revoking their pass that Duke Loves Wrestling has provided them and afforded them over the years as being a legitimate news source. I'm suspending that designation effective immediately. I no longer endorse Wrestling Inc. as a legitimate news source. They are not. Based on the fact that they have not covered this Nielsen stuff at all. <laughs> Quite frankly, they have gone out of their way not to tell the truth about what's going on with Nielsen, despite the fact that every single solitary day, Wrestling Inc. makes reference to wrestling ratings every day. There are articles on their site every single day. It accounts for. I'm going to guess and I haven't done enough analysis. I mean, it's going to take a while to do it. Maybe I'll build a program to do it for me. But if I were to venture to guess, I would say that as much as 
one third of wrestling. It's actually more than that. I'm, I'm not even going to play games. More than half of Wrestling Inc.'s overall uh, interest, so that's clicks. More than half of Wrestling Inc.'s overall clicks, which generate money, by the way. So I would say that from a financial standpoint, Wrestling Inc. is dependent upon their analysis and articles that mention in some way, shape, form, or fashion ratings, right? They're dependent upon Nielsen. Their entire business model is dependent upon Nielsen. If you were to take away every single thing over the past year, just a snapshot here, over the past year that Wrestling Inc. has written, if you were to take away everything that talks about ratings and you see what you have left, I guarantee you that does not account for even half of their overall revenue for the year. And it certainly doesn't account for half of their clicks for the year. The majority of what they put up as news items, forget about their podcast stuff. That's another story, even though I'm, that's pretty dependent upon the ratings as well. Um, they're ratings heavy. And I'm using Wrestling Inc. because they're the number one. It's not that no other website is like this. The, the, the issue here is that Wrestling Inc. was the only website, the only wrestling news website over the past few years that I've endorsed and said, yes, they're it. They're legitimate. They're number one. There's no question about it. I would not give that designation to anyone else. Right. But they've proven themselves to have some kind of funny business going on. And I can't in good conscience continue to endorse them as being legitimate. I can't do it. Nielsen's accreditation was suspended. Wrestling Inc. did not report on that one time. Now Nielsen has this new issue, which is actually related, that even the new measure that they created to measure people who are outside the household has been completely inaccurate. So like every rating they've put out has been wrong. Right. They're admitting this to you. And Wrestling Inc. hasn't put a damn thing up about it yet. I, there's no way I can say that they're reputable. I can't do it because they're not. Not when you're playing these games, because here's the issue. You go, you take a look back at, at what Wrestling Inc. reports and you notice that they put up fluff pieces at least once a year about Nielsen and how they're going to change the way that they do this. And they're going to do this great thing. And it's, it's essentially a, a press release from Nielsen that's being copied and pasted. That's what it looks like to me. So there's no real even real reporting going on there or any any analysis that actually matters going on there. So Wrestling Inc. is acting as a vehicle to support Nielsen and not be honest about the fact that the data that they're putting out that Wrestling Inc. depends on, they build a lot of discussion and interest in, 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 in what have you off of this data. It's all wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. It's inaccurate. It's wrong. Nielsen has admitted it's wrong. They lost their accreditation because it's wrong. There's nothing about it that actually is right because the sum of all parts tell you what the key demo is. The sum of all parts tell you what the overall viewership is. It's the sum of all parts. So if your women data is inaccurate, if your black households are inaccurate, if your if your Latino households are inaccurate, if you have people who are leaving the home and watching TV at a bar or airport or wherever, and you're not tracking that properly, and that's wrong. The sum of all parts, all of the data is wrong. And they won't even report on that. They don't even put a disclaimer up. 
And let me tell you something, Raj Geary, who I respect and appreciate and consider a friend, he said something ridiculous to me the other day. He said, well, I'm going to block you, man, because it's, uh, there's no way I can stop reporting on the ratings. Hey, Raj, I never told you to stop reporting on the ratings. What I did say is put up a disclaimer in everything that you mentioned that, that, that deals with the ratings and say, hey, Nielsen has their accreditation suspended because the data is inaccurate. That's responsible. That's what a responsible and a reputable news agency would do. The fact that you go out of your way to avoid even saying it lets me know that there's funny business going on. And my question is, what is Nielsen providing you or what are you concerned about Nielsen will do if you actually report the facts? Right? Well, you need to go say something to AEW and WWE because they depend on the Nielsen ratings and they're always reporting on what Nielsen says. Hey, Raj, they're the victims here. Right? The WWE, AEW, all of these different, and it's not just a wrestling issue, it's because it's across the board, but live sports are impacted by this stuff the most. They're the victims. They have to pay Nielsen. <laughs> Do you realize that? Think about that. And the, and the ad uh, agency folks, they pay Nielsen to be part of the program. They're the victims. They're being taken advantage of. Nielsen is taking their money and giving them lemons. Something that's broken. It has, it's never worked. They're the victims. So there you go. Congratulations. I just gave you another story to write right there. It's not reputable. And it's, it's borderline unethical what's going on over there. And it's not just Wrestling Inc. All the websites are doing it. But I'm talking to number one. Because out of everybody, I expect them to be reputable. Right. You got to hold them to the standard. And that's the thing, Raj. I like Raj Geary. I think he's a great guy. And I have put my stamp on Wrestling Inc. I share Wrestling Inc. articles every single day, at least. At least. 12 Wrestling Inc. articles a day. I'm not going to do it anymore until they start getting reputable again. If they're not going to cover this Nielsen issue, there's no way I can trust anything coming out of Wrestling Inc. You're, you're, you're revoked. You were no longer a credible news source according to Duke Loves Wrestling. That's it. So, you know. And, and if this is the end of Raj Geary being friends with me, that's okay. I don't, you know, it, it is what it is. But I'll always be his friend, though. Anyone would ever ask me anything about Raj, say he's a great guy, hardworking guy, built something out of nothing. You know, sharp dude. I like the guy. I think he does great work. But... Clearly, there's some kind of funny business going on with 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 Nielsen, in my opinion, based on the facts. And because of that funny business, because of the at least the appearance of funny business, I can't say that Raj and Wrestling Inc. are being reputable as it relates to wrestling news or news in general. It's not reputable. Some somebody's doing something they shouldn't be doing here. And it's unfortunate because I have nowhere to send people. For wrestling news. And if you're going to go there like Wrestling Inc., just know that you're reading something that is probably not to be believed, not to be trusted. Go and look for other sources as well to to fact check and verify. I'm not even telling you to trust them. I can't even say trust and verify. I'm saying verify. Because I 
do not trust anything coming out of that site or any of these other wrestling news sites. If you won't cover Nielsen, if you won't be honest about what's going on, if you won't be honest that the ratings data is completely inaccurate, according to Nielsen themselves, then you're not reputable. It's funny business. Moving on. I told you I was going to be on a roll. You know what? I'm going to end with this. I, I received a message for my birthday. It was a public message from We Love Wrestling. Great folks over there, first of all. Shout out to We Love Wrestling. A lot of respect for them. And, and you know, I'll, I'll paraphrase, but the gist of it was, you know, Duke, you help a lot of people. And, you know, they go to you for help, but they don't really say anything publicly about it. And that's true. That's very true. There are a lot of people who receive help uh, one way or another. And, and, you know, no one's the wiser about it. And I'm not out here looking for credit for all the folks that I help. I don't do it for that. I do it because I'm put on this earth to help others. That's my mission. It's my goal. That's what God has me here for. It's the reason why I'm still alive. I don't get sick too often. And when I get sick, it doesn't last. I don't have any major health issues. Um, I'm functional. You know what I mean? I, I, I remain gainfully employed. Like I, it's despite whatever happens in life, I'm always up. Even when, when it's not as up as it has been in other times, I'm still up. And that is the trade-off. It's like you, every single day I help somebody and it's usually more than one somebody. And every single day I stay up. That's it. It's just the way it has to be. That's my life in a nutshell. So I don't, you know, I'm not looking for praise because it, it's for what? You know, the, the, the praise is when you help somebody and they continue to flourish. That's great. But I'll tell you something. Something else interesting happened that is related to this. I, you know, somebody sent me screenshots of people, multiple people across multiple accounts talking nonsense about me, taking issue with me and things that I have to say. And, you know, I, I just. I have time today, so I'm going to give you something for Christmas. Let me just say this. Because people took great offense to what I had to say about Dante Martin not knowing how to wrestle. Um, You know, Flippy Dippy, Peanut Butter Skippy. People took high offense to that. They were very upset with me over that. And they were upset because Dante Martin is a black wrestler. And everybody knows that I'm always calling out black male singles wrestlers not being respected or or put in positions um, high on the card. So Dante was in a main event. And it's like, the first time you say something about Dante Martin, you're talking bad about him. But yet you claim you support black wrestlers. Let me tell you this. One of the biggest and most consistent assessments of me is that I lend credibility to things, to people, to concepts what have you credibility that's the word that's always used i'm not right i'm not wrong i give an honest assessment i give my opinion i explain how i got there and that's it but i'm very consistent i don't waver you don't really have to worry too much about what my opinion is on most things because it's you know you Erase the names, erase the promotions, and just look back on the, the the actual issue. I'm saying the same thing over and over and over again. Consistency. That's another thing that people always talk about. 
Yo, well, you know, I don't agree with you, Duke, but you're, at least you're consistent. Yeah, I am. Because I actually believe what I say and I say what I believe. And I'm not too concerned who has an issue with it or who likes it either. It's just, you know, this is me. So credibility is the name of the game. Consistency is the name of the game. And I don't believe that there are people who exist on this earth who aren't somehow some way helping somebody at some point. Right. I think I think everybody helps somebody somehow, some way. No matter how big or how small you, you do something for somebody, you, you at the grocery store and somebody needs help reaching for something. They can't get get it. You get it for them. That's helping somebody. Right. Somebody lost their job and you, you help them find more employment. That's that's helping somebody. So it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be small. It's just you did something for someone. You did something for someone and there was really not much for you to gain, if anything, in return. But you did it because it was the right thing to do. Right. I think we all. Even the most miserable bastard born out of his mammy's backside helps someone, <laughs> you know, seriously. I believe that. Believe that to be true. I've, I've never seen that not be true in life. But some of you out there, some of you out there have this notion that if you disagree with someone on something, then you, there's a snowball effect where you start building sandcastles in the sky and you start, well, 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 who do you support? And he, you know, you're just faking it. You don't really support nobody. You just say things for clicks. First of all, who puts out anything in public and they're doing it not for clicks? The whole point of sharing your opinion, sharing your take, sharing your work with the world is because you want the world to see it, hear it, feel it, sample it, consume it, right? That's the point. Everyone's doing it for clicks, including you. That's the point. If you didn't want the world to consume what you have going on, then you would keep it to yourself. There's a reason why you put it out in the public sphere. Everyone's doing it for clicks. So enough of this doing it for clicks crap. That's what we are all doing. Right? I share my assessment of things. I bring people on. I, I do interviews and what have you because I want to share it with the world. This is my gift to everybody. Right? Yeah, I'm doing it for clicks. Who you just saying that for clicks? You don't really help anybody. Who does he ever help? You don't help anybody. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm confused by people who... Clearly, we have a generational divide. And I'm not talking about age. I'm talking generation. I'm talking maturity. I'm talking. I don't know what it is that. It's it's like I was born during a time that is so dramatically different than a lot of these other folks, even if we're close to age. It's just like, man, we're worlds apart in a lot of ways. But let me just explain something here. The discussions that I have are for the most part to use an analogy this is top shelf this is this is scotch right this is oban this is johnny walker blue label right this is that grown folk stuff that puts hair on your chest and, and makes your voice deep that you got to sit on a big you know cushy leather couch and the, and the bar is oak and there's jazz playing in the background and it's dimly lit right and you actually have to shine your shoes and you actually have to, you know, uh, iron your shirt and you got to wear slacks and you got to put a belt on. 
the things that I'm talking about, this is grown folk stuff. This is top shelf. You don't have to like it. You don't have to, to dislike it, but it's top shelf. You know, that it's, it's intelligent discussion that's multi-layered. And, and, and the motivation behind it is always spelled out. You never have to guess. I'm always pretty clear about what I'm talking about. Everything that I said about Dante Martin was about health and safety <laughs> and longevity so that he can be financially secure. I want that young man to have a long-lasting career. So when you do the flippy-dippy peanut butter skippy and you land on your chin flipping over your opponent, when you land on your opponent's throat, right? It's like when these folks do a backflip and they break their necks. This is top-shelf conversation that I'm having here when I say, listen, that flippy move stuff, man, save one high spot as a finish and do your flippy, but other than that, work a hold. Don't fill up your bump card. These are the things that I say. That's top shelf. I'm talking about the health and safety and the well-being of the wrestlers, regardless of their race. But let's talk about black wrestlers in particular, because they are such a small percentage of the overall wrestling population. So we can't afford to have them getting injured, right? Top shelf. Some of these folks, they're coming in with a wrinkled shirt. They're coming in with their skinny jeans sagging. And they're coming in with the equivalent of flavored malt beverage conversation, right? I'm talking scotch. They are talking steel reserve fruit flavored, right? Do you see the difference here? Oh, you think he, he, he trying to say that he supports black wrestlers, but as soon as he says anything about Dante Martin, he, he's just talking trash about him. And that ain't right. It ain't right. Why do you have to say these things about the wrestlers? And why don't you just support the wrestlers by telling uh, Tony Khan that you want to see them in the in the in the promotion? And, you know, represent, representation isn't the be all end all, man. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, hey, but wait, I don't, you don't want me to read you. You don't want me to say it. this is, you know, Phil Lindsay is a prime example and he's just one of many but phil Lindsay, somebody in your circle phil screenshotted you and sent you what sent me what you said because you know you have me blocked on twitter you ran i didn't run from you i tagged you i talked to you directly because that's who i am right top shelf right my, my shirt's pressed i'm wearing slacks with a belt i'm drinking johnny walker blue and i'm having top shelf conversation no wrinkled shirt no skinny jeans sagging, no flavored malt beverage, whispering in the dark, saying my name in the dark to your echo chamber, or at least what you thought. Meanwhile, there are a lot of people who will run to me and say, hey, you know, this guy's still talking about you. Look, Phil, don't ask who I support. Don't ask who I help. Don't ask if, if what I'm saying is, is what I believe. You know better, Phil Lindsay. And you should be telling your congregation over there that you know better. Tell the truth. Now, it's okay if you say you disagree with me because I, you know, I'll tell you I disagree with you in a heartbeat. And for the most part, I, I usually do. But don't ever try to discredit the quality of what I'm saying because you know better. I've had this guy on my shows before and I've put this guy over. I share his work. I've told people to read his stuff even when I disagree with it because the quality of the work is good. I like Phil. And that's the irony of this. I actually like Phil. 
I think he I think he's a talented brother. And I, and I appreciate the fact that he's in the space because he makes it easier for others who look like us to be in the space. Right. Every time we make headway in any way, shape or form, that means that somebody can come behind us who looks like us and make headway as well, because we're proving that we can do it, too. So I like Phil. But I think Phil is confused about some things. I think Phil conflates his personal feelings with people with the actual discussion. And that's flavored malt beverage thinking. Right. That's that sugary stuff that they put in to mask the fact that what you have there is something that that your body is going to reject. It's not healthy. It's not good for you. Get the good stuff, man. Get the top shelf, the stuff that you can you can consume and you can wake up in the morning and you don't have the headache and you don't have the stomach ache. You know, stuff that's not so bad for you. Right. I'm talking about people not doing things that directly impact their ability to function. (laughs) And this guy is upset over the fact that I even have the audacity to say that because in his mind, that's not being supportive. Okay. I mean, we could disagree there. Fine. But don't be mad at me over it, Phil. Well, you know, Duke, he, he tagged all the wrestlers. He tried to get me in trouble, which I didn't know they were your, your mommy or your daddy. That's, that's news to me, too. But let me just say something about that. I say names and I tag people. Old timer told me one time, he said, look, man, don't do subliminals. You want people to know who you're talking about. So the wrong person doesn't assume you're talking about them. And that was deep. And I agree with that. So, yeah, I don't do subliminals. I'll, I'll talk about you directly. Say your name. I'll tag you. I want you to know I'm talking about you. And, I, and I'm open to your response. And I'm open to the discussion. We don't have to agree. But I'm always open to discussion. And I think, again, this is a generational issue here. There are, there are folk who, for whatever reason, they just, it's like they can't handle Somebody actually saying to them, I have a different perspective on that. <laughs> like that is like they get, you know, they shut down and then they take it personally. And then they and then it's, it hurts their soul. And it's like, man, stop it. There are a lot of folks out there who I help. I mean, look, in, in the past 12 months, there were, promoters have come to me about mental health services and I've helped them find professionals that will speak to their promotions, speak to the wrestlers who are going through some very tough times right now with everything going on. There are wrestlers who I've helped get major promotion deals and not so major promotion deals. There are wrestlers who I've helped get booked in major promotions and get booked in not so major promotions. There are wrestlers who have called me because their lights are off. They don't have food on the table. They don't have presents for their kids. And I've helped them with services wherever they are in their local communities so that they can stay with their head above water. Don't act like you don't know that. Because, you know, I would never say names. And if the wrestlers themselves want to talk about it, the promoters themselves want to talk about it, that's okay. I don't need the credit. But Phil and whoever else on that whole island over there, Don't act like you don't know that I'm out here helping people every day. Don't act like you don't know that I truly believe that there is a racism issue in pro wrestling and that black wrestlers deserve more, especially black male singles wrestlers. Don't act like you don't know that 
I haven't been talking about toning down the flippy dippy peanut butter skippy in favor of working a hold for many years. Don't act like you don't know these things because it's not a secret and it's not new. <laughs> don't be deceptive in what you're saying. Be straight. Say, look, I just don't like that guy. You know, I don't agree with, what he's, with the way that he delivers it. I don't agree with it. You could even say, I don't I don't feel that black wrestlers should work safely. I feel that they should go break their necks out there. If you want to say that, that's okay. But just don't sit there and try to paint a picture that is clearly not true. And for Phil in particular, I tagged wrestlers in something that you said and that was put in the public sphere. If you can't stand behind what you say in your articles and on your podcast and on your on, on your podcast visits on other people's podcasts, then that's your cross to bear. But it was public and I did analysis and brought attention to it. I thought that was the point here. Maybe I'm missing something. All you have to do is stand firm on what you say, explain yourself, and then whoever wants to believe you, believe you and whoever doesn't, doesn't. But at least the discussion's happening. And that's more tension on your product. I thought that was a point here. Iron your shirt, pull up your skinny jeans, leave the flavored malt beverage at the door, come have some top shelf conversation. I'll pour you a scotch. Right? Let's let's have some top shelf conversation. That goes for everybody. That is my gift to you. I'm telling you, man, I'm losing my voice talking about this stuff. It's crazy. I think people are confused. <laughs> It's like, I don't think there's anyone who's not helping somebody out there. Whether you agree or disagree with, with their perspective on anything. What are we doing, folks? Anyway, Duke Loves Wrestling on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram. Duke Loves Wrestling at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Am I, am I off base here on any of this stuff? I don't know. But I, I'm, gonna, I'm just telling you right now, I'm warning you. Next week's episode, I'm just doing the interview straight. I'll say a few happy new year words, and then I'm going to leave it at that. This was the episode where the presence happened. This was the opinionated episode. So that's the last one for the year right there, because I, I already know the heat that this is going to generate. I mean, people just lose their ever loving minds. You got, you got Phil Lindsay, not even uh, 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 tagging me directly. He's whispering my name in the dark to his congregation. And, you know, for what? This guy has been on my show. I put this guy over. You can talk to me directly anytime, Phil. And I'm not one of those people that feels that everything needs to be said behind the scenes. I don't believe in that either. I believe now if we are talking behind the scenes, whatever's off the record is off the record. You got to respect that. But I'm not afraid to have these conversations in front of the world because I stand by everything that I say and everything that I say is what I believe. So you got to ask yourself the question, why do you need to whisper behind closed doors about these things? What are you afraid of? Who is it that you are afraid that you don't want to hear you saying X, Y, and Z? And why? I don't have that problem. I, I don't suffer from that affliction. Again, leave the malt beverage, the flavored malt beverage at the door. Come get some of this top shelf and maybe that you'll... You'll be cured of that affliction as well. Okay. Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>